Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to The Rundown. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras, in the state uh, known by free America as California. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. Nope, my name is Mike Piwaworski. I am coming to you live from the East Coast, east of the Appalachians, right? Right down here in the Appalachians. So on the East Coast, uh, I am the co-host from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most, from the co-host with the most. Here on The Rundown, we're promised to bring you two A views of conservative news. Welcome to Gun Day Monday. It is Gun Day Monday. So just so you all know, we are uh, we are working with a good friend of ours to... Uh, develop a theme song for Monday. And I think that when it's all said and done, I think y'all are going to be quite impressed. I mean, this is going to be like Gilligan's Island quality. You're going to love it. You're going to sing along to it. It's yes, going to be most awesome. definitely, most definitely. Uh, before we get into the program, please make sure if you are watching us, however you are watching us, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you're watching us on Facebook, if you're watching us on Rumble, please take a moment, share, like, and share, like, and share. Let your friends know what you're doing right now so that they can partake in all of the fun. And for those of you who are watching on OpsLens, if you're on the OpsLens app, hey, you can reach out to us as well, as well. So please make sure, communicate, let your friends know that this, right now, this is the place to be. Yeah, it is the place. It's the perfect place to be. Um, yeah, I watched some of the OpsLens this weekend. Great stuff, great things, and... Uh, Except I realize I've got to change my camera colors. I don't know what the hell is going on here with this today. So, uh. <laughs> well, you're looking you're looking mighty pretty on my end. So you know, especially the uh, I, I'm digging the Ukrainian or the Russian tracksuit. Yeah, man. I figure if we're gonna be talking about uh, some more Eastern European, uh, you know, kind of stuff, I'm gonna gonna wear the tracksuit one more time. You you yeah, look like you miles, are ready to head over it. to Ukraine uh, to get yourself a free uh, automatic weapon. Oh, listen, uh, the body armor is right behind me. I got my got my gold necklace ready to put on. <laughs> we can go and I'm ready. Special you should smell it in here, too. You. Okay. Yeah. You should smell the please. You should smell the cologne in this room right now. We give oh, you boy. 300 rounds. Special deal get, just for you. You you like a rifle? A rifle like you? <laughs> <laughs> you like rifle? Rifle like you? Make special deal. <laughs> Make yeah, folks, we're going to talk. It's going to be all about Ukraine today, and it's going to be... You know, I think one of the reasons why I think we wanted to talk about it was was just because how things can change over a weekend, eh, Mike? Yeah, right? Uh, I mean, who things... would have thought that Ukraine would actually, oh, I don't know, still be here, still be here come Monday? Well, you know, listen, this is what we talked about Friday when we did talk about it, uh, about the tactics of this. You know, Putin has gauged this and figured out that uh, if he continues to do this, you know, military fight. All he's doing right now is going out and t attacking military targets for the most part. Uh, uh, you know, if there's civilian targets that are inflicting damage on them, he's taking them out. But he's not going through and wholesale destroying, you know, every object and every building and every car in the way uh, because, you know, the honestly, the infrastructure means nothing to him. He wants the natural resources. So he could wipe it clean. But if you wipe it clean and start to deter civilians, all of the fence sitters around the world, United States included, would ha would then be forced to take more action. But as it is now, it's almost like an internal government civil war fight between one uh, faction of the military versus another faction of the military. You know, so the rest of the world gets to sit back on their hands right now and go, well, it looks like it might be internal. We'll just let them deal with it. You know, so he knows what he's doing. 
Well, I think one of the things that, that changed the tide in a lot of people's eyes was, you know, when they had, uh, I, I was uh, listening with, evidently they had a meeting with a bunch of world leaders and they were all on Zoom and Zelensky was basically telling them, look, you guys, we need your help. We, you know, we need you to help us. And then at the very end, he was like, you know, we may, this may be the last time that you see me alive. And the whole point being was that, look, their goal is to, is to, is to take their, take out the government is what his real goal is. Putin's real goal is and replace it with a puppet government so that they can then control, they can then control Ukraine. Um, they went as far as sending out a bunch of, uh, of false news, a bunch of uh, false misleading propaganda, trying to make it sound like Zelensky had had fled Ukraine um, and uh, that, you know, he was trying to encourage his soldiers to lay down their arms. And that just wasn't the case. In fact, when offered by the president of the United States, President Biden, to, to be evacuated, uh, Zelensky responded, look, hey, I, I don't need ammunition. I mean, I don't need, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition, dude, send me some, send me some ammo. And I, I just think that, uh, the spirit that the Ukrainian people are showing as they're fighting back, uh, has, uh, has inspired many across the world. I mean, even Germany who was as of Friday was, they weren't, they weren't in favor of using SWIFT, which is the bank kicking banks, uh, Russian banks out of SWIFT. They've now changed their position on that. They weren't for giving or sending uh, weapons to Ukraine, and they're now doing that. I still don't think that enough is happening, but even they're doing something now. Yeah, and, and, and again, I think um, uh, now they know who they're supporting, right? You know, listen, if Germany had to uh, sit back three days ago, they didn't know who to send, you know, firearms to. You know, the, the military should be able to defend themselves. But what's going on now is you have the the, the nationwide draft is going on. Anybody from 17 to 60 or 65, I forget what it is, um, is being drafted into their military. So they need the rifles to give to them. So every citizen has basically become uh, the military. They are, they are the, 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 they were the militia, according to their, their documentation, to their, their version of the constitution. Well, now they're in the active military. Um, so they needed the weapons to do that. You know, before it would have been Germany sending guns to citizens. You know, that's that's kind of how things like, uh, you know, you know, that's a CIA style operation, right? Where we we fund the peasants. Well, they're no longer the peasants. They are now the military. So Germany's now supporting a military as opposed to a bunch of just uh, civilian rebels. Right. Well, but they, once again, they're also they've also put a delay on the pipeline, which is kind of interesting. You know, yes. Although, yeah. although here's the interesting part, uh, we're still purchasing oil from Russia. Of course right. we are. Germany's <laughs> not, but we are. Do you really think that we're not going to? Listen, I, I mean, I'm surprised that, uh, you know, we don't have uh, Hunter Biden over there doing interviews, you know, as, as an ambassador or something like that. Right. Well, uh, um, there, there you go. Well, there, and there's a certain level of, of, of hypocrisy. And I think in, in some cases, in some cases, you're seeing Democrats or liberals step up and be like, look, we need to we need to be doing the right thing. But then you've got other cases where you've got like Joy Behart. Did you hear what she said on The View? I know it was idiotness because that's what she's good for. And I did hear what she said. So let's go ahead and share this. Let's go. Folks. Let's go ahead. You guys got it. You guys got to hear this. Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded yeah. and that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking yeah. about 5 million people yeah. that, that are going to be displaced. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. 
to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of, of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, who's going to, what's going to happen there? Yeah. Dude, she's, she's upset because she wanted to go to Italy. And, and I mean, here's the thing. I get that that, okay, you were probably planning on going to Europe and that may have been a thought somewhere in your mind, but they went from a refugee crisis, tens, to, tens of thousands of people dying, a millions refugee crisis to, well, my European vacation has been ruined. Yeah, she's an idiot. Um, she's just there's there's really no other word for it. She and she said it without any real, without even realizing uh, what she was saying. She was more worried about about her inconvenience, uh, you know, uh, to, to going on on vacation. Um, uh, it, it 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 reminds me, Craig, um, uh, when I was on uh, active duty with the military. Uh, every three years, you would go to a major training center. You'd plan up for it for six months to a year, and you'd go there for you know two weeks to a month, and just have I mean, the most efficient, you know, war training and maneuvers you could ever do. Well, when we finally got orders to go to Afghanistan to go to war, I remember some of the bosses complaining that, man, this ruins our training schedule. <laughs> we really wanted to go to this training place, but now we're going to go to war instead. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, anyway, folks, hey, the good thing is Ukraine is still fighting. Um, now, let's just be honest. I'm not, I am under no illusion that, you know, the, the reality is, is that when it comes to as a military force, uh, Russia is has used a fraction of the military resources that they have available uh, to put into this. And the question is only going to be this is, is are they going to fully commit to what it would actually take for them to fully take over Ukraine and the level of destruction that it would take? Um, or is the world pressure on them going to cause them to to relent? And those are the two questions, because the ruble fell. I mean, with all of the sanctions that have been put put on them, the ruble fell like 20 to 25 percent at the opening today. So they're 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 right. It, it, but, it, the, the ruble is worth less than a penny now. So, I mean, but, there's there's a lot Greg, of economic pressure that is being placed on 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 Russia. Now, the problem is the people are going to feel that not necessarily the people making the decisions. Um, the other exactly. question, I mean, and, no, and so the question now is going to be, is that going to cause them to speed up what they're going to do so that they can, so that they can take over Ukraine? Cause I don't think Ukraine in and of itself has the resources to be able to fully fight this off, at least not right now. Here's, and, and we've got to remember, we've got to remember to play, play the long ball, to play chess and not play checkers on this. Right. There's no way Putin has gone into this without uh, a, a, an incredible amount of preparation uh, that he knows that if the rest of the world locked him off and shut down every water and oil pipeline leading into Russia, that he couldn't survive for the next 10 to 20 years. He knows that. All right. That's that's what the Russians have done since they started shutting things down in 1922. They know exactly how long they can last based on the natural resources they have. He doesn't care a crap about the value of the ruble, because guess what? Inside his country, uh, you know, they control all assets. They control all supplies. It does. It means nothing to them. The ruble. We've saw this. Right. How many times you got to stand in a bread line or see lines of bread line with buckets full of uh, of paper money? It doesn't mean anything to them. 
they know they have the resources to sustain themselves if the rest of the world shuts them off. He's also playing, like I said, very efficient tactical baseball at this time, or football, whatever you want to call it. He is going in there and doing just a little at a time, knowing he could crush the Ukraine right now. But if he crushes the Ukraine right now, he draws the ire of the world. So he continues to play small ball, all right? Right. A little bit, just a little bit at a time. He could gain entire control of this country, and it doesn't matter to him, Craig, if it takes two weeks or two years. He's going to do it. I just want to just chime in. Just This is a little of a side note. It's funny to watch Democrats talk about, oh, how dare these people praise Putin? I'm like, all I've ever seen, I've seen Trump call, say that say that Putin was smart. I saw Mike, Mike Pompeo say that Putin is smart. How yep. is that? I mean, that's not like lifting up. That's not saying he's a moral man. It's not saying he's a good man. It's yep. not saying that he's, that he's right in what he's doing. It's simply saying he's no dummy. So let's not treat him like he's a dummy. Right. Right? Right. Now there is one there is one resource, Mike, that uh, I don't know that they include that they that they thought about uh, when they were uh, when they were planning the the takeover of Ukraine, and that is the loss of Pornhub. Um, in mm-hmm. case you did not know, uh, many of you may not know Pornhub, which is actually one of the largest sites in the world, large sites, is known for uh, pornography. Um, well, they have blocked all Russian users. So whenever it comes up, there's just a flag of the U- of the Ukrainian flag comes up, and it's basically them support showing their support for uh, for Ukraine. So there is absolutely no access to Pornhub uh, for those who live in Russia. Um, and I, and I, I'm just I'm pointing that out, Mike, only to point out that this is one example of an attempt by. Uh, by the world to really kind of get behind Ukraine and 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 how united people seem to be in terms of trying to force Russia to back off. Or is it beautiful marketing by Pornhub to gain uh, international acceptance? Because if you remember during the COVID, when the COVID started, uh, the story that we did back then was that uh, Pornhub turned off their, I don't know, premier access or whatever it was, and everybody could access it. Um, to gain again more acceptance <laughs> from those around the around the I world. So, <laughs> so here, here they are again. Listen, they're trying to become more mainstream, and this is how this is how they do it. You know, they they they're doing these great acts of listen. You're against Russia. We're against Russia. You know. So here so here you go. So um, this is I think Pornhub's way of listen. They're they're obviously anti-Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So why not get a little publicity out of it as well? So I mean. I mean, well, uh, you know, hats off to him. You know, here's a, here's another question, Mike. I wonder if Russia retaliates and pulls all of their Russian porn off of Pornhub. Listen, Craig, um, <laughs> if they took all of the porn off the internet, right, there'd only be one website left, and it would be called Bring Back the Porn. Okay, because that's <laughs> yeah, I remember that joke. I remember that joke. <laughs> I think if, if Pornhub disappeared, there'd be alternatives. I think everybody would be all right. <laughs> it is, it is, it's crazy how big of an industry that has made. I mean, how, how that industry has made the internet to a large degree what it is. But I digress. Um, once again, though, I just, marketing tool, marketing tool, if that's what it is, then that's what it is. I just think yeah. that there is seems to be a united, uh, I don't want to say a totally united front, uh, but there seems to be a lot of support around the world for, uh, for the Ukrainian people. Um, right, and, but it's and, from and, things like this, right? How come we're not seeing, if you really want to see it, 
how come we don't see um uh, uh you know like apple shutting down their servers for websites in, in russia uh you know how come we're not seeing those type of industries how come how come mcdonald's and everybody else that has restaurants over there is not shutting everything down well you hey, really you want to see, see elon, kind of elon musk uh put the spacex satellite so that so that people in ukraine could have access to the internet that's great all they have to do now is get a fedex delivery with the receiver so they can actually use it <laughs> well that's to say they didn't already have it i mean yeah. look I, you can't expect everything from everybody in week one. Let's let's right. see how this support keeps up. Let's see what it actually turns into when people actually have time to actually show that level of support. But this should have been done, right? This should have been Microsoft, boom, everything's turned off. Google, boom, everything's turned off. Apple, boom, everything's turned off. You really want to shut them down. You know, make their laptops bricks, okay? You know, <laughs> that's how they communicate just like everybody else. Well, and by the way, that's that is actually a tool or a resource that has been available, or so we, we that has been offered to President Biden as a way in which to fight back against Russia. The, the, the concern is, is that their hackers may be as good, if not better, than ours, and we may actually see a cyber attack on us. Now, that's by the way, is the other thing that came out uh, just over the weekend was that it's been deemed that a cyber attack on a NATO nation is actually going to be considered uh, an actual attack, a violation. I think it's called Section Five. Uh, where attack on one is an attack on all. So that would actually be seen as a military attack, which means that then all of NATO, which mainly means us, uh, would be able to then step up and take action against Russia. It would be considered an act of war against uh, the United States. Yeah, but the, if these are private corporations that are that are multinational, uh, then how can it be uh, by the United States? And I get, I get it. It's all interpretation. It's all how you sell it. But uh, here's, here's what I saw. It said... Uh, you know, we don't see today. How about private American companies shutting off their services in Russia? Google, Amazon Pay, Apple, PayPal, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Microsoft, Xbox, Netflix. Uh, but they'll deplatform us for our uh, our dangerous right. opinions anytime, right? Oh no, no. I and I can. By the way, I completely agree. Don't get don't get me wrong. Um, I think while well, there's a lot of individual support, corporate America to a large degree is all about the yeah. green and not about freedom or liberty. Yeah. Um, and what they don't understand is that when the time comes that people are not free to partake of their products, um, there will be no green. And that's the sad part. That's the thing that they fail to understand as they seek to comply with, well, folks like tyrants like Russia and Putin, as well as uh, Xi over there in China. Well, remember, and we did all of this, those companies I just said, uh, it would not destroy Russia. It would not shut them down. It would isolate them. It would make life a heck of a lot more difficult. It would make the the citizens more willing to stand up and fight for their own freedoms because you right. took freedoms away from them. But we right. know that countries exist like this. We know that, listen, uh, North Korea exists. Uh, you know, a little bit different geographically, you know, being on a peninsula there, he can control them. Uh, but in Russia, you start to do this. Listen, that's what Reagan did in the 80s, right? And that's what brought them to their knees in 91 and 92. Mm -hmm. He choked them out. Yep, yep, yep. Um, by the way, um, it's kind of funny. So we talk about we talk about uh, the, the porn industry getting into the getting into it. Well, now there's a Ukrainian brewery that has actually gotten rid of making beer and is now making Molotov cocktails. I mean, I don't know how huge a story this is, but to me, once again, this is just another example of, uh, well, just like I said, of people coming together, standing up and fighting uh against uh, against the tyrants there in russia so anyway i just i wanted to that's the only reason i quite frankly i included that amongst our stories 
No, listen, I love it. First off, I want to find some of this Ukrainian brewery beer so I could support them. Uh, you know, as I've had, I've had some Ukrainian beer before. It's just like any other East European beer. It's beer. Um, it's uh, uh, and listen, and if you understand the the importance of the Molotov cocktail, um, and and uh, uh, it's it's a it's a huge device. You know, every you know place that I've ever been and seen it used, it, it's it's works rather well. And and again, this is the tactical thing, right? This is what's going on in Russia right now. Allow the tanks to fall through, channelize them in, bring them down the streets, bring them down the buildings, right? The the, the streets with the tall buildings, and then you get everybody on top of the building dropping Molotov cocktails on them. I don't care if it is a you know, a T-72 tank, you start dropping enough fire on it from above, everything in the bustle racks and everything in the engine compartments is going to go on fire. Uh, that's just what happens. Um, so you let them come in. You let them come in slowly with those armored vehicles. You don't fight them with AK-47s. You wait till you've got them channelized or you've got them, uh, you know, in a, in a uh, uh, you can put a nice little L.A. ambush on them and you can take them out. Um, that's how it works. That's how Vietnam worked. That's how Afghanistan worked. Listen, that's the tactics we see in the, we saw in Iraq. Uh, you know, er everywhere it's in Af uh, both times in Afghanistan, by the way, um, it's uh, it works. And this is this is a this is a peasant's weapon. Um, but um, the uh, the history of this, like, listen, Molotov cocktail has been around for probably close to a thousand years, I bet. Um, but it wasn't until the Russians invaded Finland and in, uh, what was it? The Winter War back in 39 and 40. Uh, and the and if you don't know this story, Craig, the. Uh, I think it was the Russian ambassador at the time uh, uh, was named Molotov, but Valeshev Molotov. And the Russians had been bombing Finland. I mean, like bombs from airplanes, you're like kaboom. Uh, and when they were asked about it, the Russian, the Finns said, the Russians are bombing us. Uh, the, the Russians said, uh, no, no, they are, they're humanitarian packages. They're, they're full of food and supplies. Their humanitarian packages because what they were doing was trying to get the Finns to come out and accept these little bombs on parachutes and you know thinking they were humanitarian supplies and they weren't so they were mm -hmm. killing the Finns you know with wow. these uh, with actual bombs instead of humanitarian packages well that was Molotov who made the statement so when they started using these they called them Molotov cocktails they were like oh if he's got humanitarian aid for us we got humanitarian aid for him here you go have a nice Molotov cocktail friend so ah. <laughs> a little history on how it got that name. Well, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that little history lesson. <laughs> and, you know, I'll tell you, I think that, uh, well, it's not, we, they, there's a saying that those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Well, I think that's exactly what we're seeing with China right now. Uh, China media, I don't know if you saw this, Mike, but they actually, yeah. uh, they accidentally posted CCP rules on Ukrainian Russian coverage. In other words, and in this coverage, by the way, they're hinting at a time with the hinting at. And I don't know if this means this is what they're actually planning on doing, but they're almost hinting at a, a Taiwan a takeover of Taiwan. In other words, folks, this is how we need to cover this. And this is if we cover it like this, then that's exactly how we're going to be able to eventually uh, uh, promote when we're going to take over Taiwan. Uh, at least that's the take by some folks. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Listen, uh, if you're a world leader and you decide, you know, listen, we want we want that piece of land. And they, we know they've wanted Taiwan since 99, right, when the, uh, the, the treaty went into effect, the British treaty, uh, and Taiwan became its own country. Um, well, uh, guess, guess, guess what? 
uh, you know, you're running China. It's not like you're a dummy. You know, you might not be the uh, the smartest guy in the world, right? But if you can run a, a country of 1.3 billion people with a standing army of two and a half million, um, I, I think you might be able to, to, you know, to do math, you know, two plus two. So you, you look around the world and you see, well, that guy, Joe Biden, he's kind of an idiot, but, uh, you know, I don't want, I really don't want to mess with the United States. And now you see what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine and how Joe's response has been. Now you're China and you go, well, now might be the right time. This, this, this might be the right time to do this because not only is he floundering with that nonsense, uh, you know, he's floundering badly and he's distracted. So why not go in here and take this and do it the same way? You know, roll the troops through uh, uh, without destroying the infrastructure or hurting the people and just occupy and declare it's theirs. What's the United States going to do? What are they really going to do right now? What are we going to do right now if that happens? Well, exactly. And that's the that's the whole point. What people failed, I mean, first of all, there was just coming into this administration, I think there was a, a reasonable assumption that Biden was going to be weak on foreign policy uh, because as, as uh, 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 Gates once said, <laughs> he's been wrong on every major foreign policy decision he's ever, yeah. position he's ever taken. Uh, but so there yeah. was an understanding that he was going to be weak. Uh, but then you saw what happened in Afghanistan and you recognized just how weak he was going to be. Yeah. Yep. And then you go even further, and now you see the position that he put us in where we were once energy independent. Now we're energy dependent again. And guess who we're yep. largely energy dependent on? Russia. Yeah. Um, and yeah. by the go way, figure, we're also right? dependent heavily on for a lot of things on China. And so now China is seeing the weakness that the weak position that Biden has put us in. And they're now in a position where they're saying, look, we're going to see how this whole thing plays out with Taiwan, with, uh, with uh, uh, Ukraine. And then we may want to consider how we're going to handle it when we go in after Taiwan. It's not, it, it's, it, it is, I don't want to say it's inevitable, but when you show weakness, people go to take advantage of it. And that's just the way it is. And I know that there are a lot of people, even amongst conservatives who are isolationists, who are like, why are we even, why are we here? Why are we involved? Why are we engaged in this stuff? Here was the thing. If you let someone, and we said this before, if, if you let someone just walk up and punch one of your friends in the mouth and you do nothing, then they're going to punch another one of your friends in the mouth and you're not going to do anything. Eventually, they're going to come to punch you in the mouth. Then what are you going to do? Well, and remember, that was that was the President Trump's uh, policy. Remember, he's like, listen, I'm not going to we're not going to stand all over the world and keep people from punching people in the mouth. But if you punch one of your friends in the mouth, we're going to come kill you. Right. <laughs> we're going we're going to destroy you and then we're going to leave because we're right. not sticking around. Right. So, you know, we'll we'll be good back here. Do you want us to do you do you really want me to come to your house and kick your butt? Because that, right. that's what it was. Uh well, and, but, and but also well, to, you know. But Mike, also to our friends, it was don't expect me to come over and punch him in the mouth if you aren't even gonna put up a fight. If you're not even gonna exactly put yourself right. in yeah. a position yeah. to put up a yeah. fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? and well, listen, I gotta say. And again, I think the I think the I, the Ukraine again the Ukraine Russian thing, depending on how you argue it, could be seen as internal a civil war or it could mm -hmm. be seen as outright invasion of a foreign country. So I think that one is a little more difficult politically to understand and figure out how you're going to back that. Um, right. The Taiwan Chinese issue that that's a flat out we're we're invading an independent uh, you know uh, independent free country. That's right. that's what that would be. But let's listen. listen we already know what, what the world's response is going to be. Let's say they get their troop carrier ships, right? And they load them up with their armored vehicles, pull into the port in Taiwan, and they just start unloading vehicle after vehicle after vehicle. And they just start parking them in the streets. 
They're not shooting at anybody. We're just here to occupy. We're here to take over. What's the rest of the world going to do? Well, you're trespassing, so we need you to leave. It's just, it's, it's the <laughs> tactics of it. That's it. I did hear also, Craig, that um, Pizza Hut's thinking about taking over all the Taco Bells. So they're they're getting into the swing of it too. They know how weak Joe Biden is, so they're thinking about <laughs> taking over uh, Taco Bells. So gonna... Well, there you go. Well, you know, I think you know one of the things I think though we need to consider, Mike, and this is as we're heading into our parting shot, is that you know I. I, I, I don't believe that the Russian military is as strong as people portray them to be. And here's the reason why. Because while they may have a lot of tanks, uh, they don't have diversity training. And because of their lack of diversity training, I just don't know that they are prepared to fully be effective in a military takeover of such a diverse nation as is, as is Ukraine. I'm just saying. But Folks, this is a, this is a, a humorous slap at our military. Uh, during the Obama years, during the Obama years, we got to the point where we were trying. We had training to do for one hundred. It was like something like one hundred and fifty percent of the time available. We had training that needed to be completed. We were never going to get it completed. Now the training were things from like shoot, move, and communicate. Right, basic soldier skills: shoot, move, communicate. But we weren't allowed to do shoot, move, communicate because we had to do diversity training we had to do sexual harassment training we had to do uh, uh the gate uh, the gay awareness training after don't ask don't tell went away um we had to do uh, um you know all sorts of these ridiculous everything came up all the time uh trainings and we, we we never got to go shoot move communicate and and the joke here is um just like you saw was that uh the, the russians don't play with the, the these diversity training nonsense they no. just shoot move communicate so no and maybe uh, if they had they would be more sensitive and be able to uh deal with the complexity but in the end i have i also do i do believe that uh well some of america's finest have actually are are, are prepared to take the steps necessary to stop russia and you know what you know what it's going to take my right my it's something that, that oh i know that, i know exactly what it's going to take craig celebrities <laughs> celebrities that's right celebrities. the only way to stop russia is now if enough celebrities record themselves from their mansions singing imagine because we all know that selfie videos from celebrities solve the world's problems right because okay now now yeah hold hold that picture up there all right all right um top top right is is that is that uh is that winona Ryder? I do believe so. Yes. Okay. All right. Top center. Is that the Zach guy from the Scrubs? I do not know because I don't watch Scrubs. Okay. Who's that top left? I don't know who that is. I do not know. I she looks familiar, but I can't tell you. She looks like a like a like a girl that used to work for me at one of the gun stores. Uh, uh, but I don't <laughs> think that's her. Um. Um. I, I'm thinking. Listen. Bottom right. That's either the the Hulk or Mike Piazza, the baseball player. I, that, I can't. I don't know Hulk. who that is. Garofalo. The Hulk. Okay. Garofalo. Bottom sure. center, no clue. I got no clue though. Who is that? I have no idea. All right. And and bottom left is the uh that's the the drummer from um from uh, uh sure that's um, not Will Farrell. No, 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 no. That's I think that's the what is it uh from uh oh man, the Flea's the lead singer, Flea's the guitarist. Uh um, it looks like Will Farrell. <laughs> what's the name of the group that that, that sings uh, under the bridge? Um, I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't know the song under the bridge. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, he looks like the drummer from that band. Um, uh, and, uh, who, by the way, looks exactly like Will Ferrell. Okay. Uh, the, uh, 
<laughs> but but what is it? Is is Will Ferrell on the run? I mean, what's going on there? Is he, <laughs> no, he he, he looks like Will Ferrell looks like he's in a bunker in the Ukraine <laughs> right there. He's just. <laughs> Everybody else is like, imagine, and Will's like, help me. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. He, lo- he, looks, he looks like, like the drummer from the Red Hot like Chili he Peppers. Is, uh, he definitely looks like he is under attack. Yeah. All right, sir. So, well, hey, it's about that time. So how about we give a quick shout out to our sponsors? Let's say hello to our good friends there at the Gorilla Machining, the uh, the the Grid Defense, and of course the California Republican Assembly. I talked to the, the guys from uh, Gorilla Machining and Grid Defense and showed them uh, you know all of our stuff there on Oplens now and. Uh, they're loving it. They love you guys, and uh, they want you to love them back. So so check out our good friends at uh, Gorilla Machining and Grid Defense. So, yeah, and folks, do us a favor. Once again, please share with your friends. Let them know where they can watch us. Dude, there's there's a ton of places. You can watch us on. We're, uh, we're at uh, 2A News. We're at uh, the California Republican Assembly. You can We're at Arms Room Radio. Uh, you can also follow us on the rundown uh, at uh, on the, the rundown on Facebook. We're on Rumble. We're on Op- Opslands is huge. You guys got to make sure you check out Opslands. And if you just want to listen to us, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. You can find the rundown. Uh, it's a rundown replay, but you can find the rundown replay on podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast. So, folks, please now, listen, make sure you, like, share, subscribe. Yeah. Encourage your friends to do the same. And with if that, you don't know the Oplens, if you don't know the Oplens, and listen, I know you can get you can watch it on your phone on Oplens, but if you got one of them smart TVs, yeah. you're watching Oplens on the big screen, baby. And that's oh, yeah. what I showed. I showed a bunch of friends and sponsors, and uh, I think I think the reason we saw that that big jump in viewers, thank you by the way, viewers, was because people are watching us on TV. Yep, exactly. If you got Roku, Fire Stick, or a smart TV, uh, you can download the Opslens app or you can find us on a lot of those stations. Check us out. Please make sure. Check out Opslens. By the way, we got a bunch of our friends. A bunch of our 2A friends are there on Opslens as well. So check them out. With that, we bid you a fond adieu.